Now, um, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, I haven't been to any of the black thing all month. So wrap it up for me on West Indian Rhythms. Well, you know, me and you for years have been having this conversation because for you, you're a black man and you say you're a black man and you never quite get the sense of it. And believe you me, you're not the first person nor the only person to tell me this Mm -hmm. for sure. We know when Carver G. Woodson started it, he started it like so long ago. It was so that university students at the time, you know, in a post-colonized state, would focus on putting black history and black excellence, to use today's terminology, um, at the forefront. So you fast forward 60, 70, 80 years, and is it still necessary? So there are proponents who will go for sure. And then there are other people who say, Kambara. Mm-hmm. For me, I am of two minds. But that was February 1st. Now I could say this year, um, because my involvement in black History Month was that much bigger. I'm in schools um, telling stories to children, mm-hmm. which you know I'm an actress and my, my monologues it's your and background. fancy stories. Yes. It's me. But I really connected. Well, the children, no problem, because from you are entertaining and have something of value. It just happens that I am black. And it just happens that Anansi is a character through from years ago, West Africa, delighted Caribbean and African and American and Canadian children for years. Mm -hmm. But this is for them the first time Anansi. It is not there, but in other instances when I had to deal with schools to do other things, where I think Black History Month becomes important. Mm-hmm. They often just want to do entertainment. Come on, let's just do some dancing, or could you come and sing a song? Well, that's not the point, because that just presents Black people as a one-dimensional human being. I lost you. I guess you went somewhere. Are you still there, Stretch? I'm listening to you. Okay, no, I lost you. I lost your face. Getting principals, for sure not in all English Montreal school boards, but the French school boards, who perhaps they are tied to this notion that there isn't systemic racism here. So I don't think that Black History Month is only to fight systemic racism. It is to, to celebrate Black people black culture, black uh, conversations. But there are just too many French school principals that have a big problem. And a, a former retired teacher said to me, it's not in some of those schools' interest to expose them to culture beyond Quebecois culture. Mm-hmm. But they're excellent black people here in Quebec. So there, I think it's useful to keep knocking on those doors. Um, I had the pleasure of being at McGill 
and seeing some of the very brightest of students engage with Perry C. Douglas, who for some his thinkings on self-preservation are going to be controversial. Mm-hmm. But at least there was space was created. And that dialogue didn't, didn't start there and end there. Those are conversations that are going to continue throughout the year. Finally, I had an even bigger pleasure yesterday at Concordia University, where they wanted to talk about the subject of belonging. Mm-hmm. I could tell you, me personally, based on some of the politics in this province, you never know semi paid taxes, yeah, and me belong, yeah, because them don't want to make we feel like we belong, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yesterday was all different people sitting down and talking. Yes. Are you hearing me? Loud and clear, don't worry about it. If I'm not hearing you, you're going to know, trust me. But we don't know why y'all laugh. No, but it's just what you... Anyway, continue. Lots of people what? Sitting and understanding why one person feels like they belong versus another person. Mm-hmm. Now, could we have held such a panel conversation with excellent minds like Myrna Lashley, Rowan Higgins, Shanice Nicole? For sure. And a lot of black excellence goes on every month. But I think the events that happen during the month of February take on a different heightened meaning. And for me personally, that's the point. What's the meaning it takes on? People clean out the tick where in their ears and the wax. Mm-hmm. And you really get a listenership. Even I'm even talking about some of the conversations I have with the order of black people. Right? Mm-hmm. And maybe because I was in it to the degree that I was this month, but I had a lot more meaningful conversations. What are you reading? Why are you reading that? Why do we this conversations about religion? Uh, you know, I gave a sermon last week. Me don't know really why them invite me up at the people. Nice, nice, good up, good up Christchurch Cathedral. Mm-hmm. Because in January, the Church of England apologized for funding the ships, Queen Anne's bounty, mm-hmm. that, of course, transported slaves. So they're doing what they're doing. And so this year I was invited to be the guest preacher at Christchurch Cathedral to talk about being black. Well, I spoke about being black and tied it to my growing up in the the Anglican church where I started off as a child. Really good, everything is all right. But you know, now that you as a man, you put away childish things. Right. But I had to, I had an opportunity to tell them why church was failing me. Now, me and my God good, you know, no care what. Me and God good, but it's some of your little churchy behavior. 
So one, one of the questions I want to ask, um, my question is to you as a person who's been to the various functions and hear the various things. I, I, I am a bit biased when it comes to West Can because they not only do this thing during the Black History Month, it's done right throughout the year from what little exactly. I know of them, right? But now when, when uh, my question to you, Pat, is, um, is it still what people have heard and listened to at McGill and Concordia? Is it still maintained throughout the year or Black History Month, it's finished and back to the usual stuff? No, I, as I said, for the Anglican Church, it starts there. Those conversations that the Anglican Church are having with not only Black parishioners because we can't solve racism no. and bad behavior. Right. And them started them for done it and fix it up. <laughs> but in the words of Cynthia Davidson yesterday, there's human nature and at the heart of racism is humans. So you know, there's only so much correcting that could be done. That conversation would continue. The work that people are doing around belonging, the work that as an individual that we have to do in a province like Quebec continues. A lot of these things are going black. Performia continues. I just believe that you kind of dress it up a little better. It's like Christmas. You love your family and you eat it with your family every day, but you put on a hell of a spread Christmas time and you hug them different Christmas day. But you're, it's no different. You don't not love them on Boxing Day. Mm. Me, I've never gotten used to it because I've had conversations with people after the Black History Month and they seem to have forgotten what they... Um, have absorbed during Black History Month. So I don't know how much I, I would love to give it credit because for people who really go into this thing in depth and, um, you know, trying to get their own, you know, black people together during this time of the year, it, it doesn't seem to work. Am I being wrong? Am I wrong or what? Help me. No, I think it's a perspective, but I think that what we need to do is always remember there is an individual responsibility and perhaps a collective responsibility. Because I consume books, I consume all sorts of music, mm -hmm. I watch plays, I see films, I see dance and I go to museums all the time. As an individual, I take it as my responsibility to do those things. Now, I'm not saying anybody's supposed to live like me. But if you have not read some of the great masters, perhaps your personal responsibility, and maybe you might choose to do it in February, I want to see that you pick up the book in March. But if February will pick up Toni Morrison, who last Saturday would have been 92, and revisit some of her thinkings on racism as a construct and looking at life or living life through the white man's gaze, or be 
because they want black people to be for them version of black people. Mm-hmm. I am going right back into, um, and his name is eluding me, uh, James Baldwin. Okay. I want to go back and reread. I am not your Negro because we have to be black for me first. So I would say that you don't have to do that stretch. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But if it is that you want to, because you know that we see and we suffer when we look in parts of our community and see bullshit. Sorry, I don't know if I could say that on CKUT. No, you can't. Maybe it is to refuel your soul with black excellence starting in February, but continuing. But as I said, we eat food Christmas Day, but we eat food Boxing Day, and we eat food every day. So keep going to the events, keep producing events. Keep being black every day. And I want to say to white people who, for them, feel guilty or feel, I don't know, I can't begin to think like them. I would say that sometimes they have a problem with black students. Mm-hmm. Um, they then run to a black teacher to ask, how can I deal with this student? But what I want to say to them is all through in the year, treat the child like a student. The same thing you want for your children as students. The black parent wants the same thing too, and we don't only want it in February. So develop a consciousness. You know, I I heard that conversation some time ago because, you know, we have a new uh, police chief, a person of color. And uh, yeah. he came out with that said thing. He says, this thing where you're stopping, uh, well, let's see your pretty face, put back the hat or throw the hat away because we want to see your pre- That's beautiful. Um, you see, even Drew will agree with me. I don't know how you dress up like that boy. Um, anyway, you're looking beautiful. As I was saying. <laughs> Stay near to the and phone, don't move back. Yeah, and as he was saying that all this um, unnecessary stopping of black people has to stop. And I said to myself, is this true? Is this true? We have a police chief saying that. So did was what, what, what I'm getting at, was he ever invited to anything that the black community was having for the Black History Month? First of all, uh, listen, this month, who is the black community? It's not like we have a separate structure and there's a president of it and then you are going to sit down and say, I'm going to. But I imagine that there is everybody's producing something. I imagine he would have gone to all sorts of stuff, right? I hope so. But I think everybody just has to do something. We have nine minutes left. Yes. Um, would you like to talk? Meet me people, again. Would you like to talk people business? Uh, no, but I do want to take the opportunity <laughs> while I'm here. Yes. To remember two very special people. I, you may have already did your remembering. No, I'll be doing it at six Carlos. o'clock. I'll be okay. remembering But while Carlos. I am here, yes. I want to talk a bit of black history. For those who don't know, Carlos was a real visionary. Right. 
he envisioned community in the entrepreneurial entities that he started mm -hmm. going way back to places like ABC and Cotonage Road. Right. And so I do want to send out condolences to his family yep. and the gentlemen and women of the frat, the cricket fraternity. And I do want to give condolences to Mikey and Nola Julian on the sudden loss of their son, Mitch Julian, who was a contributor on Boom Boom Time many, many times and a well-known DJ in Montreal. Yep. So history is also about legacy. And with every passing, I think of the time that you spent on earth, what is your lasting legacy? And for me, perhaps that's the point. Mm -hmm. Start thinking maybe in February what your living history is and your legacy when you leave. What are you leaving behind? I know what I'm leaving behind. Afraid. I'm so afraid. Afraid. Tonight, 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 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That, that will oh, be. Oh God, I love you. You know, no, I'm I'm serious. This young kid of about eleven years of age, I was in um, uh, Maxi, comes up to me and make tonight, 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 and I'm looking, and then I realize <laughs> I haven't done that in years in since the COVID thing, right? And he's going, yeah, that's right, tonight, 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 tonight. I say, wow, that's my legacy life, boy. Listen. Angel did it last last week on air, and I said, "Okay, Uncle Stretch, <laughs> well, dear Angel, I only did two. Two. Uncle Stretch <laughs> does do three, <laughs> but it's okay. No, it's all enough, good. You know you're playing because uh living legacy. But me, you, and Louise going to talk about yes, yes, Adi." All right, I just got a text that on March 10th, the new police chief will be at Union United Church. Damn, it's about time. Yes. So he's going to carry the police to church. Yes, Lord, carry the you know, to You know, something, I'll tell you a little secret. When I came to Toronto in 1969-70, um, there was nothing black wearing a uniform there unless he was security, Right. And they had these two Jamaican guys, I won't call no name because uh, I don't know if they would want me to. They decided to go to this thing. Now, inspectors, lieutenants, at who was in charge of the Metropolitan Police Force Black. Because they, 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 um, they came forward and said, we are human beings. We come from a place where we were number one, whether you're black, white, or Chinese, you understand? So I am glad. But as you raise that, as you raise that, yes. you ever notice in any of these things where to make people feel safe, you notice the security guys are black? So of then course. if we saw damn thief, if we saw <laughs> so terrible, why you have us guarding everything <laughs> and everyone was stretch, goodbye. Yes. I thank you. And I'm I very pleased. I'm glad but me and you talk all the while, and me and right. you talk on air all the while. The only thing that's different is that I got to circulate that wonderful flyer with me and you 
where we took the picture day before yesterday. Yeah, wink, wink. Yes, that picture. And was we still look so wonderful. So wonderful. From day before yesterday. Yes, but you know, I want to say I've never said it publicly, um, folks. Uh, Miss Padilland Moore, as a young lady. I used to grab her out of, uh, you know, wherever, and I'd say, um, Pat, put on your clothes. We're going somewhere. She said, where are you going? I said, we're going nowhere. Just put on your clothes. And I would drag her. And because I never forget, somebody hired me to do a fashion show. <laughs> Come on. What does Stretch know about fashion? I say, oh God, my little friend, she know this thing, man. I said, put on your clothes. When we in the middle of the thing going down the road, she said, where are we going? I said, we're going to a fashion show. She said, but me never drive. Me say, you don't worry. Here's a comment here. She said, but it's a comment here. I said, yes. <laughs> so from then okay, it started. Howard, all you just did is make Montreal know what they don't know. <laughs> that you are my pimp daddy. Oh my but- God. But <laughs> I am also your pimp daddy. I'm glad your phone broke up then. I love you. Let me I have to go because no, you I am also your pimp daddy, is what I said. Yes. I've got to go because DJ Storm is going to do her interview with the honorable Jean Augustine live here from the Musée des Beaux Arts Cinema. Mm. And, and she's been preparing, so I want to go and prepare for it. All right, my dear. So thank you for dropping yeah. by. And, and, and later on, because, you know, we, our Lulu is leaving and after 31 years. Yeah. So all of us going to sit in the studio and chat. I promise them that. So just put that. I'm afraid because if it's two people in Montreal that have the secret, it's you and Louise. <laughs> Goodbye. i God. Take care, Miss dear. All right. Love you guys. I love you guys. And, um, Keep being black, everybody. All right. That's Miss Pat Dylan Moore. And um, it's what time is it now? Uh, five, uh, 4.59. We're going to get into the soca music.